you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Well, welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel. I am so excited for today's guest because you actually might remember him. Um, He was on one of our uh, highest listened to podcasts before, Calvin Taloki, who is the man behind Rev Parblem. So, yeah. Calvin. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back. Happy to be back. Always a pleasure to chat with you. It is. So Calvin, you know, what's so great is that Calvin and I have been connected on Instagram for, for quite some time. Um, and then we finally met for the first time. It was last year. Was or was it at year. only, it was last, not, or was it the beginning of this year? I think it was the beginning of this year, actually. It feels like a year ago, but that might've been January, February, something like that. No, it was January of 2020. <laughs> Yeah, you but were in sound for the travel show at the Javits. That is I, correct. Re- yeah. That's correct. I'm just laughing at the thought of the fact. I made the same mistake the other day. I said something about, you know, Q1. It was something earlier this year, but I totally thought it was last year. It, it's, this happened. It, this it's a lifetime been, ago. 2020 no. has officially been the longest year. No, it was, it was my trip to Mexico. That was the last vacation that I was able to take. We went to Mexico in February, and it literally felt like last year it's it's been a lifetime ago <laughs> it really has been a lifetime ago no you're so right um oh gosh this is so funny and i'm like laughing because now i'm all discombobulated uh no but um no i'm so glad to have you back on here because again you shared so much great insight and you know what you what you were doing with hospitality also you have a great social media presence as well too and you're definitely tapped into the hospitality world online and um and yeah you know some time has passed and it's interesting because i'm definitely going to hear your take on things but it's like it's been about two and a half months or so since you were last on here and um on one hand, things have changed, and on one hand, on another hand, things haven't changed. <laughs> um, it's it's crazy. So uh, that being said, like you know, can you walk us through sort of like what's changed for you in the past two and a half months? Sure. Well, last time we spoke, uh, we were speaking a lot about statistics in New York City, and I was pretty much well versed in those because I was I was still employed and still working. Um, but since then, I, I was furloughed, and I took that opportunity to to leave the industry and start my own business and start RefPar Media, which is uh, for social media management, and really just kind of dove into my own platforms and really taking those to the next level. So I've been that's really how I've taken this time. It, it's been it, this has always been the end game for me to 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 get into the social media and, and do social media full time. Initially it was something that I saw myself doing for hotels because of that would be my background and you know I've been in the industry almost 20 years. So I saw a need in the industry, uh, being an end user of a lot of these agencies, these social agencies either being honestly a bit out of touch with social because somebody who's doing it every day, and I know you know the same thing, when you do it for yourself every day, it's a bit different, and a lot of them take a, a very cookie-cutter approach, I would say, to, to how to do social. And then alternatively, they don't know a lot about hospitality and don't know a lot about the hotel business. And I feel as somebody who has, has the experience I have in hospitality, as well as building what I've built on social media, it was a natural fit to just start doing this 
for the hotel industry, uh, which will eventually come. But if uh, initially I focused on other industries, mainly because hotels have really taken a hit and a lot of people just don't have budgets. They don't have employees, they can't, you know, things like that. So it's just not um, it's not an area that a lot of hotels right now will be focused on, although they should be. You know, it's, it's all about branding and, and building that, um, building your, your customer base and, and getting your name out there now. So when things do open back up, you, you have some awareness. But that's been, it's a more difficult conversation, obviously, in, during these times. So I focused on, on other industries, um, some hospitality adjacent companies, software companies that work with, uh, with, with hotels have, uh, I've seen some success there. But just, trying to marry my two skill sets into one thing. And it's always been, well, when you have time, you kind of get started. And, this slow and guess trickle. what? And now I have now you but. have time. <laughs> exactly. 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 No. Well, and, and I, you know, I love that you say that. And that, that was honestly why I wanted to bring you back on in for the, the main reason is that, uh, well, well, I mean, two reasons. Obviously, you were certainly a wealth of information. But the second thing is, is that I love how you have used this time to fully step into what you have wanted to do for so long. And that is particularly important, especially right now, because similar to, how, you know, for example, all the comments and everything that I was getting back in March, April, when people were kind of first getting furloughed or, you know, things where they we're just like very uncertain. People are like, well, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do in this time? And, you know, time has continued to go by. And now it's July and, and more decisions are being made in the industry. Those that were furloughed maybe are finding out that they're actually being let go. Those individuals that thought that they might be able to go back to work August 1st, well, guess what? Especially if they are based in the United States, things have not gotten better. They have gotten worse. So that April, that oh, sorry, that August 1st sort of timeline where they thought they were going to come back to work is now being pushed back, hopefully September 1st, maybe October. And so those are really sobering timelines. And that's why I really wanted to bring you on because I love that um, you are like, you know, and I'm pretty much doing the same as well, too, is just taking this time to just dive full steam ahead, go full steam ahead and dive in to into like what our other passions are, because you you have to focus on what you can control. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I took I took maybe 48 hours to have a pity party and, you know, be be upset and everything. But um, I've. I, I quickly just snapped myself out of that and realized that you will never have this kind of time again to just focus and get started. And I've been working on it now for a few months. And even just in the two months, I still feel like I still have so much to do to get up and running and, and, and getting a business started. And now when I think about it, it's like, when would I have ever, how long would it have taken me to even get this done with a full-time job? you know, a long time. Right. You know, so, <laughs> so I'm just trying to look, look at the positives here and, and look at it as from this, from that standpoint to say, well, listen, you've been blessed with, uh, you know, some uninterrupted time to just get things going. And yeah, I've, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. I've, I've seen a lot of success so far. Um, I'm excited about it. You know, it's, it's, things are really starting to move in the right direction. And, um, 
yeah, long may it continue. Yeah. So um, for those people that might be listening that might be in a similar place in, in essence, in the sense that like they might be finding out that they're not going back to work or they don't know. Uh, do you have any advice for them um, on what to do right now? Well, first and foremost, I think a time like this is, you know, we've heard this word a million times since it started, but it's, it's unprecedented and literally no one has dealt with, has ever dealt with this in, in their lifetime. So I think number one is take care of yourself, take care of yourself mentally, you know, whatever, whatever makes you happy and whatever works for you. That's what I think you should do. I'm personally, I'm not the kind of person who could just sit around for months and not, and not do anything. There are people who can do that and, and that's what they want to do. And that mentally makes them feel good. And kudos to them and more proud of them for that. I mean, I think if that's what you need to do, just take this time to just relax, spend with family, do whatever you want to do. Um, first and foremost, again, it's just take care of yourself, do what makes you feel good. I just know that personally, if I would take, if I had this time and kind of quote unquote waste it, I wouldn't feel good. That would, that would be a waste of time for me. And that would, that would, I'd, I'd feel, I'd feel worse about myself looking back and saying, well, you know, I had three months where I could have, I could have started, you know, started my business and I could have started posting more or podcasting more or whatever the case may be. I, I tend to not want to waste too much time. So I, yeah, I try to, and I, I do try to balance it. I, I try each day, I try to throw in a couple hours where I'm just kind of like a college kid again, you know? So I'll, I'll get up, I'll work. And if I play Call of Duty in the middle of the day for an hour and a half, that that's what I'll do. Hey, you whatever know? you have to do to be creative, there is yeah. a reason why these other, um, you know, like places like Google and all of the, you know, wherever that we've seen the new creative work environment, you know, where it adds to it. That is so true. I have so many of those where, you know, especially everything I do now is is creating. I'm creating for myself and, and all my platforms and also my clients. You know, I have to think of creative strategies to to tell their story on, on these different platforms. And sometimes you do really get stuck and I'll just sit there looking at the screen and I can't even type or think of anything. And else I've become aware of that and just kind of say, all right, step away from it for a half an hour, 45 minutes, do something else. And yeah, I'll pick up the controller, I'll go online and I'll, I'll play a couple of games. And then next thing you, you come back and your, your mind is clear. And I find myself, then the, the ideas are just flowing. You know, so so I'm the queen of the so I don't play Call of Duty. Sorry, um, go fi <laughs> go figure. I'm the queen of like the midday nap. I will yes. do like my 20 minute like power nap, and I'll, I'm good at it. Like because before I used to take a nap, and I'd be like down for the count. Like I'd be like hour hour and a half later, and that would just like mess up everything. I'd wake up so groggy, but now I can do this like 20 minute nap and wake up, and that's, it's like that's perfect. Like, like, oh, cool. ready yeah. for round two. That's okay. perfect. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned I did that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but it's great. It, it, it's amazing yeah. how it how it really works. Uh, so, so okay. So this is great. I mean, this is definitely a lot of great advice for for those that are kind of in this this questionable time. Like, okay, well, what do I do? Hey, dive for use this time to your advantage. You know, and you know, again, like, be reasonable, be kind on yourself, but. As you said, like, when else are we going to have this time like this? 
this is definitely, you know, so it's use this time to whether to pick up a new skill or take that skill, make it a hobby, turn it into something else, like a bigger thing. Um, so that being said, let's also talk about some travel because I know that you you follow uh, what's going on in the world of travel. Um, we may not be necessarily dissecting all the, um, you know, occupancy numbers and all of that, but we definitely you're aware of what's going on. Certainly, I think the biggest thing is. Um, and this happened about uh, two weeks ago, so this will there'll be some time. But I still have a feeling, regrettably, that there will still be a ban. But the big thing right now is the EU travel ban against Americans. I guess I guess you'd say against Americans. So uh, thoughts on that? What what's? <laughs> I have many thoughts on it, but like what? Yeah, I, well, it's very sad for me. Very very sad for me. Uh, we've gone to Europe. Uh, annually for the last five years i think once once i really kind of got going so the first time i went to europe was was ages ago i went to germany this was maybe 16 years ago and most of my travel has been to the caribbean and tropical destinations and i really got into going to europe probably about six or seven years ago to the uk first and then um france scotland and but switzerland is an annual trip for us um so that one hurt, especially as this happened in April. So in April, uh, you know, is our anniversary and uh, my, my wife's birthday. And that typically is one of those, if not both, is, is a long trip. And, we, you know, she, she loves going to Switzerland and she's gotten me into that. And um, that usually is, is, is where we go at some point. And now knowing that, okay, well, we couldn't do it in April for our things, but my birthday's in October, so maybe we would do it then. And now even that's looking shaky. So it's kind of, it's it, it's a bit sad. You know, we're looking into local, so, some some local trips, maybe, you know, domestic, but we, we'd rather be in Europe. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I mean, that's understandable as well, too. I mean, really, it's, gosh, I, I what I was hoping it would be is what I'm not necessarily seeing. I was hoping that it would be more of a wake-up call for a lot of Americans, because there is still this sort of like pushback. We are still hearing like grumblings of people that are like, is coronavirus even real? Oh, it's the way the government is trying to take like take control over this, that, whatever. And, um, and you know, here's the thing. I'm, I'm all for like, don't take things for face value. I get it. Like, I definitely am like be an independent thinker for sure. Um, but you, when there's such overwhelming evidence um in the other like in one direction and you still hold tight to thoughts that are in a completely different direction it's like okay well maybe give a little bit and i was even thinking about this last night on a run that it's like once you start thinking about things more in a global perspective and you understand the world and you see like what's happening i like to think that that gives some a different level of understanding to what's happening at home. I don't know. I don't know if that, that if that kind of makes sense, but it's like, I think at home, but people are so caught up in that, like, you know, they're, they're literally like neck to neck and neck and neck and neck. They're just like, they're just like headbutting against things where it's like, if you look a little bit further, you can just see things in a different light. I don't know. Agreed. You know, I, I think, um, I think here, and I say here as in this country, we, we just, we're oblivious to, to certain things and certain ways of life, which going back to, the, you know, to the whole travel 
part of, of the conversation that helps with a lot of that. And my upbringing is, you know, my family's from Trinidad and I've spent a lot of my, my upbringing spending entire summers on in, in Trinidad with, with my extended family. And, um, in 1990, I was there when there was an attempted coup of of the country. So, wow! <laughs> so, Wait, I don't. I, I, this mm. is completely new to me. You have to tell what what, yeah. what was that like? So it, it was. I was. Uh, oh man, I've got to do math in my head. In 1990, I would have been about 11 or 12 years old. So my my brother would have been roughly six or seven, and my parents let us go alone on that trip. So it was just the two of us with our family. They were they were back here in America, and so. Did you fly by yourself? We did. I will just say this: the year before eighty nine, I was seven years old, flew by myself from JFK to Portugal, and spent the summer oh, wow. with my family in Portugal. I, I don't know how my mom let me do <laughs> that, but it's crazy. So I love. Yeah. Oh, you and I are more alike than we knew. Absolutely, I love it. absolutely, and that's and that's a good. That's that's the whole thing, you know. The more you travel and communicate with people, you realize we're all we're all more alike than we are different. Um, but that experience was what it what it taught me in relating to this this current situation we're in. Is certain countries that have been like Trinidad didn't become independent, I think, until the '60s or something like that. Don't hold me to that. I'm just going off the top of mind, but we. They have been, it's a country that has been through hardships and rough times and things like that. So in a situation like this, where there's an attempted coup and you saw it on television with, you know, people with the rifles standing there behind someone making an announcement and there was hard curfews where I think it was maybe 6, 6 p.m. You needed to be in your house. If you were on the street, you were going to jail, period. No questions asked. And no one fought against that because everyone knew it was for their own good. No, no one cried about their freedoms being taken away. No one, that, that just wasn't a concern. You just knew this was a very serious situation. And as soon as dusk hit, you would see the, the military walking around the street um, and making sure that everyone was safe in their homes. Because who knew what was going to happen next? I mean, these people took the parliament building by force, right? And until until that was until that was resolved, it just wasn't safe to be on the streets. And I would, I say that, and I know I don't want to get too political uh, on no, this no, conversation. No, for sure. But Same I just here. yeah, I, I you know, regardless of what side of uh, of the fence you're on, policy wise, you know, to me, it it just comes back to what's your point of of the greater good. Staying in the house was allowed the people who needed to pr- to protect the country at that time to do what they do as opposed to having regular civilization out on the streets and you know that might have been your your normal levels of crime and you know traffic accidents or whatever the case may be and that will divert from a much much more important issue and if i remember correctly again this is i just remember the story i didn't come onto this podcast planning to tell it so i don't remember everything but i don't think i felt like the whole thing was resolved within a week or two, you know, it, it, it didn't seem that it was something that, that took too long because they locked it down quick and, and everything was, was fine. And even now, you know, I speak to my family back there now, they have three cases of coronavirus in the entire country. They shut the borders down early. People adhere to the curfew, staying, staying at home and people are wearing masks. 
it's and because nobody's yelling and screaming about oh we need our freedoms and i need you know my my mask my choice my body my choice and all that kind of stuff you 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 don't get that in cultures that have already kind of been through tougher times and 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 been through things that they they get the bigger picture this is a temporary thing that we have to go through and yes it's inconvenient to wear a mask and yes it's inconvenient to have to be in your house at a certain time but it's a, it's a short term thing and in a in a country i mean you look at look at that percentage wise trinidad while it's a small country it's a lot of people there i think there's a 3 million people on this island that is not very big um as a percentage for that to only have 3 cases in an entire country is is remarkable and i think it speaks to this this mindset of you know not being too worried about your freedoms temporarily being restricted because they know after that we're good to go again. It's a it's a greater good thing. Yeah. And you you bring up a really good point because, you know, we are seeing this in other countries. I mean, I know that New Zealand is doing extremely well. Um, you know, just just other countries in general have they're just at a different place with it. And um, and yeah, I mean, to me, it's obviously you can't just like um it's not cookie cutter, like what works in one country won't, you know, there are so many different things from the size of the country to this and that. But it's like, you can also look at what's worked in other places and kind of morph it, in essence, to, to us. Um, and so, which actually just kind of reminds me another, another bit with, um, with travel, Qantas Airlines has come out to say, we are not going to do any, any international flights until March of 2021. It's June. I mean, July. It's July. What the heck? So I don't know if wow. you heard that, but I thought that that was wow. a bold I didn't. decision. Because I think mainly because it's so far ahead, you know? And I understand that because I think in Australia that they were doing no international flying for the rest of 2020. Okay. But for Qantas to be like no international flights until March of 2021, that's a big statement. And what I'm really curious is to see how, like, who else follows suit, if anybody else follows suit. That's going to be tough. And that's what I'm worried about for the hotel industry as well, because we're getting to a point where we're in July now. And when this first started, we kind of figured, okay, hopefully we can recover by summer and start to open up. And now we're in the middle of summer. That's not happening. So it's fall. Now we're focused on the fall. And if that doesn't turn around, if I, I can speak for New York market, because I've worked there quite a bit, the New York market in, in Q4 end of the year <clears throat> can be pretty, is, is pretty big once you get around the holiday season, the shoppers weekends, and of course, New Year's Eve, that's something you look forward to. If, the, if things don't open up by then, and hotels are saying, well, fiscally, it doesn't make sense for us to be open in Q4 you're probably looking at Q2 of next year because Q1 is dead anyway in, in, in New York. You're, you're, you're fighting for business in, in Q1 um, in, in New York City. That's better for destination kind of you know, areas like Hawaii, Florida. You know, that's when people kind of want to get out of the, get out of the cold. But I'm, that's, that's my, my biggest concern. If this thing doesn't uh, get under control very soon and fall and winter can be um, something that makes sense, for these hotels, they're probably looking at March, April of next year, which would be a full year of being when none of us expected this, which is just crazy. It's it is crazy. And that you know, it's 
Um, it's interesting because I've also been having, you know, talks with individuals even in the cruise industry and why I bring up, you know, obviously you and I are, are hoteliers. So that's certainly like where, where our frame of reference is, but even just in hearing what they're doing in like in the other, um, industries. So for example, in the cruise industry, um, what they're finding is that 2021 bookings are up. Um, and the only reason why 2020 bookings aren't up is because, they can't really say a, an official sale date. You know, every time they kind of like hint at it and then they have to push it back. But what they've found is that like as soon as they will announce a sale date, whether it's August 1st, whether it's October 1st, December, whatever it is, is that those cruisers are like cruisers for life and they are ready to go. But I also feel like, you know, this the same as well for, for this and, um, and then, wondering if, if you sort of agree is that again still to just keep things in perspective we will bounce we will come back travel will come back travel's not going to go away forever but the only thing is how long can we hold on in this sort of limbo period? that's that that's what's tough it's it, it's how long how long can businesses sustain this lack of revenue coming in you know, and that's, that's the tough part. I, and I'll just give from like personal experience. I have, I actually go to two gyms. So one of my gyms is, um, he's, they basically they're hanging on, they've made it through. They were able to sustain by doing virtual classes throughout, um, quarantine. And I, you know, I was participating in those and I didn't cancel my membership. I figured, Hey, listen, they're, they're actually still providing the service. So I can do the workouts at home and they were able to sustain the other gym I went to, which was a, a boxing class, was didn't have that longevity. Um, the first gym I've I've been to, I was I've been there for maybe eight years, so he's been running that for a decade plus, you know. So maybe he had a little bit in the bank where he can kind of sustain. Um, the other gym was maybe a year was open, uh, a year and a half, and unfortunately, it's it's not coming back, you know. So that's that's the thing is how many of these industries and how many of these businesses can sustain, which I think has been part of um, part of some of these restaurants and, and different places um, opening back up maybe maybe too soon, you know, but I think I think some people were like, hey, as soon as as soon as we can let a few people in the door, we've got to do it. Of course, we they, just can't afford they need to they need to bring somebody in. Um, so last little bit before we wrap up here, um, this is as and I'm sure that you kind of agree, it's it's proving to be the summer of road trips since international travel is not an option. <laughs> it's not, I mean, there are some people that are trying to wiggle their way out, but in general, for, for most people, for 99.9% .9 of everybody, it's definitely um, domestic and, um, and kind of road trips. And I feel like, where did you go recently? We went to Vermont for a week. How was that? It was, it was amazing. It was really, really nice. Yeah, we were up in Queechy, Vermont, which I have never been to, but um up in the mountains there's a little ski uh ski slope there it's less than an hour from killington which i believe is the tallest peak in the northeast um it was really really nice uh we were up way up in the mountains nice home we did a nice vacation rental and we saw a little bit too much nature for for we got more I than was we watching your for. stories I was watching your stories <laughs> Dude, nature was like coming and joining you in the house in the house outside of the house I mean my first <laughs> yeah I'm trying to I'm sitting there trying to work and then I see this, 
see something move by my foot. And I'm like, wait, did I see something? And I look, and it's the little field mouse. It's really cute. He looked like a, like a cartoon field mouse. But I'm like, there's a mouse in here. And <laughs> my mother-in-law was sleeping on that level. That was like on the basement level. And I'm like, well... I could ignore this because I don't sleep down here. So what do I care? But if she sees this, the whole house is going to wake up. So we had to, <laughs> we had to, <laughs> had to resort to some covert tactics of um, enticing it with cheese and making a nice trail of blue cheese out the door. And, I love that you uh, did blue cheese out of all the cheese. That's, that's all we had. That's all we had. <laughs> I figured, I figured it was all you had. I was like, blue cheese. I'm like, oh, I does know. the field mouse like Roquefort? I don't, under, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know. I was joking about that. I said, we might be making a mistake here because he's going to tell his friends. He's like, hey, you guys got to come back. The, the spread over here is amazing. You got to uh, Exactly. He's like, that cheese was fire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. nothing like it that stuff was fancy yeah. it was imported um so yeah <laughs> so we, we started with probably the smallest in the animal kingdom and then we had one of the biggest uh, we saw a bear about 20 feet from the house which was um we were in the house uh, we were in the house so it was it was a nice experience <laughs> outside of the house would have been scary because this property we were staying at uh, it had a, a nice mode out trail around uh, it was like five acre property so you get a nice walk in the morning and everything and this we're having dinner my wife is facing the window and she goes oh there's a deer outside but it's walking kind of weird and i turn around and i said that's because it's a bear <laughs> and i run to the back to the back patio to close the door i just wanted to make sure all the doors are closed and then we kind of followed it throughout the house so we just went to the windows and look at it it was it was really cool to see especially you know from a distance from a safe from distance, a distance it exactly. was i mean it was um this big bear had to be at least 200 pounds and just kind of walking around that same trail that we would take in the morning and these just strolling walking around it was it was really cool to see but also kind of scary when you're like okay we don't I'm not walking that trail anymore. No, 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 for sure. But, you know, I, I love that you shared this experience because I think all too often when people think about travel, they really focus on, quote unquote, like exotic destinations and far from home. And they want to go in a completely different, like they want to be culturally immersed in something completely different where there's so much here. And it's, you know, I... And it's it doesn't have to be that far. And I love that you have been able to take advantage of that. I mean, I too am hoping to get to Arizona next week. I'm trying to go to Sedona myself because I've never been. And I'm like, why not now? Why not now? So uh, this is proving to be a good time that, you know, we are able to explore our backyards in essence, like, you know, domestically, um, but to still do it in a safe way, do it in a safe and a smart way and kind of stay away from crowds and do more outdoorsy activities. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, you, you see different cultures too, even here, you know, the, the culture in Vermont was, was very respectful of the virus and social distancing and, and everything. And uh, we only went out to one restaurant, but that was because we did our research and seeing that they were, they were testing all the employees on the way in and stuff like that so they were very upfront about what they were doing all the tables were were nicely spaced out so it was nice to be back in a restaurant i think it was the first time in four months we we dined out so it was nice to do that again but even just walking the streets just walking around the nice little um the town with the little shops and stuff people would cross the street if they see you coming and 
keep the distance. Um, and it was really funny on the way back, um, just kind of driving back, even on the roads, people are just, people are just generally more courteous in that part of the country. So we go from Vermont and you go through Massachusetts and Connecticut and obviously back to New York and just driving, you could see the change. By the time we hit mid Connecticut, you start getting cut off again. People are honking the horn and it's like, we're getting close to home now. You know, so <laughs> you can see many different cultures right here. Just a four hour drive from your house. For sure. No, that's a great point because that, that is true. It's like not, you don't have to be too far away from home to just notice those those differences, you know, even under the, you know, the big umbrella, the big domestic umbrella as well, too. Um, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so before we wrap up today, I want to, you have some exciting news that you want to share with everybody. Um, I do. I do. I have, um, in addition to all the social media um, activity that I'm doing and management for businesses, I am launching a podcast uh, shortly. Uh, the name TBD, and I will uh, maybe follow up. Maybe we can throw in an edit later, and I'll let you know once that's once everything is all set. But I will have a podcast, and I'm excited about it. It's going to be with um, my, my two best friends, uh, my best friend from high school and from college, had decided to join me, and it'll just be you know three guys just kind of talking about life from a, a middle age perspective. Yeah, oh, so, okay. Yeah. I love that. So it's you're not, be you're not middle aged. I did the math. You're not middle aged. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. <laughs> if I'll I did the math that. and you were like four years older than me, you were not middle aged. Well, hopefully, I am right. not middle aged. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come well, on. you know, I think, yeah, we're just going to kind of tackle things because it's fun, especially being on social media. I, I always like to say it does keep me young because I keep up with trends and I kind of see what, what the quote unquote kids are doing, you know, um, things that I, I could, I, I do TikToks, but I'm not dancing. I can't move like that anymore. Maybe I never could. I don't know. Um, <laughs> What I, I do know, know, what I do know, if I tried now, I'd be sore for a couple of days. So I, yeah. that, that I know. So um, <laughs> looking at things from that perspective where, you know, life just isn't quite the same. And, you know, um, you know, I, I, these guys have very fun personalities, just like me. Uh, we, they're easy to, e easy to talk to and uh, a lot of fun. So it's, I think, it's, it's for me personally, the idea to do it kind of sprung out of being a bit restricted on, on, on social media about what you can talk about and how expansive you can be with certain things. So to have another platform to kind of tackle issues and just kind of talk like how, how we're talking here, um, to be able to expand on some of the stuff that I do there and uh, to be able to do it with, with two of my best friends is, uh, is a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, we will definitely keep our eyes peeled for the eyes and ears, eyes peeled and ears open for that. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. And always, as you know, I'm definitely a big fan. So I'm excited for you. All of these new chapters. Um, it's good. It's great. So can you just let everybody remind everybody where they can find you in the meantime online? You can find me in a bunch of places on Instagram, on a few ref problems, ref part travels, ref part growth. You can go to my website, refproblems.com and find everything. And I think that's, I think that's it. Uh, oh, Refpar Media, of course, which is uh, if you're looking for social media management of your business or yourself, Refpar Media is where you want to stop. So I think I mentioned all. 
You did. You did. I think you did a great job. Uh, awesome. Well, as always, thank you so much again for taking taking the time to chat with me. I know that we covered a lot of different topics. And again, it was a bit of a shift since our last conversation, but I think it also really reflects where we are right now. And um, and that's just kind of being authentic to the, the moment and where we are in life in the middle of July of 2020. Yeah. Oi, oi. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Anyway, well, thank you again so much. Absolutely. And uh, for everybody that's listening, thank you all as well, too. Definitely, um, you know, I'll make sure that you'll have all the details in the link so that you can go ahead and um, reach out to Calvin and see all the good stuff that he's doing if you are not following him already. So thank you again. Um, and stay tuned because next week we will have another great episode diving into more aspects of the travel industry, especially now as we are totally in the throes of the pandemic. So stay tuned for that and I'll see you guys soon.